You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. Uh, then we went in into, and we're demoralized because of Mississippi State, and uh, I felt like we just got, we were like, like I remember talking to a lot of my Auburn fans, including you, about this one, and saying, if we lose this game, we are not going to make a bowl game. <laughs> like, thinking, <laughs> we're, there's no way we're going to lose this game, pretty much. Yep. And what do we do? <laughs> lose this game. Um I just this mm. this game was the first one where I was watching it and I was like, I have stuff to do around the house. And so I got it on my phone and built a table in the garage while I listened to us mm. get beat by a Tennessee team that hadn't won an SEC game in two years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they do it against the team. Yeah, we did fall. We fell from number eight to number twenty-one, but we were still in the rankings. And still top we were 25. at home. We were at home, and there were so many. I feel like at this point, discussions around what the heck were these calls? For example, like a third and five, and we do a design quarterback draw, and I'm like, <laughs> let's Stidham. Why are we doing a quarterback draw with Stidham in third and five? It was just weird plays that should have never happened. Um, and this was when people, I mean, I, deservedly so, I think at this point in the season, you lose two games that you're supposed to win early in the season. And people were calling, ah, you Gus, you're, you might get fired by the end of the season. People um, wanted him gone after this game. Yeah. Um, and I mean, but when you throw in the $38 million buyout, um, yeah. and then getting another head coach on top of that, uh, that's that's hard. You're not going to be able to get, first off, probably a good coach for the remaining amount of dollars that you have for a coaching uh, staff. Um, One interesting thing of this game, the uh, top players on offense on our team, of course, Jarrett, with with uh, your passing, but then receiving, Anthony Schwartz was number one, mm-hmm. and or that was rushing and receiving with Seth Williams. Yeah. 85 so yards saying, and a touchdown. I think this, well, this is the game where Seth Williams broke out. Uh, yeah, you're starting to see that the freshmen, yep. um, like the top uh, two rushing uh, rushers, Schwartz and uh, Whitlow, both freshmen, and then receivers, the top two were freshmen, Seth Williams and Anthony Schwartz. And yet again, we're like, oh my gosh, give Anthony Schwartz the ball. Give him the ball 10 times a game, 20 times a game, whatever it takes, because that guy can keep just keep the offense going down the field. Um, we got to see well, that over and over. Four of the, or three of the top four in rushing in this game were freshmen because Sean Shivers was right up there too. Oh, yeah, that's true. And Malik Miller is only a sophomore. Yeah. It was. Um, and yet again, like this was one of those I felt like Seth Williams. Like this was, I th- I think one of the okay I remembered him catching my eye early in the season with getting playtime against Washington, but this was one where I was like, oh my gosh, this guy can catch 
pretty much anything thrown his way. Um, he even had a touchdown catch at the very end of the game. Um, that was just phenomenal. Uh, there were, but this was also, okay. this is something that I feel like was another theme of this year was Darius Layton and how many passes he just missed. There yep. were long passes a lot of times, but like, I just felt like the guy couldn't keep his eyes on the ball and focus the ball, get it into his hands. Um, and a lot of times it was pretty good passes by Stidham. Sure, there were some overthrows, but like the ones that you're supposed to catch, I felt like there there was a majority of the time he just didn't catch it. Well, our longest play in this game was to Anthony Schwartz, and that was the 76-yarder, mm-hmm. where once again we got to see his speed just put on display. Yep. And had he uh, been thrown one more reception, he would have had <laughs> the top rushing and receiving yards in this game. So oh, wow. Schwartz coming out again. Yeah. Uh, I almost wanted him to go in place of Slayton and just like put Schwartz in that spot. Yeah. Uh, Slayton uh, came around. He did. He did. And uh, you're, st- I mean, you definitely saw in the final game where he did what he needed to. Uh, let's talk about the Ole Miss game because this was one at Ole Miss. It could have been a trap game. Um, but I felt like our team, they had just had two losses and under Gus, we hadn't lost, we hadn't lost three straight games in a row. So I was like, eh, it's probably not going to happen. Um, but more or less preparing myself for the possibility of a five and three Mississippi state, uh, sorry, Ole Miss team, um, from beating us. Uh, we won the game 31 to 16, uh, Whitlow, this was his breakout game. It was. Um, he had 170 yards. Um, and man, that was phenomenal. Um, he scored on three consecutive drives and that was something that I felt like we hadn't had was consecutive touchdowns. Um, and it was nice to see. Um, and, and it was reassuring that we could actually have a running back that could punch it in when we needed him to. Um, because before that, it was a big question of red zone. Can we score? Can we do this? Uh, and this was one of those games I felt like we did. And we started scoring um, some really good points. Um, what are you going to take away from uh, the Ole Miss win? Uh, how ridiculous the land shark looks. <laughs> what <laughs> a dumb shark, mascot. Do, 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 do. Absolutely. That, that was, yep. Baby shark was, uh, if it had been in Auburn, we would have played it. Uh I, in fact, I can't wait till we have this game in Auburn next year. We For play sure. Baby Shark on the Jumbotron. Yep. <laughs> That's going to be great. Yep. Yeah, dumbest mascot in the SEC uh, by far. Good job, yeah. Ole Miss. You failed again. Yeah. Um, something else that I felt like started to be a theme in this game and was a little bit beforehand uh, in previous games, but this one was when I was thinking, huh, we're putting Anders really far out and yet he's missing like why are we doing this when i feel like it's just shooting the freshman and his his ability down because at this point he was if you're giving uh the stats um for 50 plus he was one of eight leading into the, like at the end of this game uh he the i just can't imagine like being a kicker and Gus being like, I mean, I'm sure you have some confidence, but 
after you're only one of eight, why are we doing that? Why are we not either punting the ball and pitting them deep? Because we started to figure out, hey, we've got a phenomenal punter uh, and Mr. Australian Aaron. Um, why aren't we using him a little bit more um, and to pin guys deep instead of like trying to force a field goal um, on the opponent? Uh, there was a lot of like special teams too that happened in this game. Um, we had, uh, like I mentioned, we only had one field goal that was made, a 28 yarder, um, one of three. Aaron, uh, this was when I saw why we picked Aaron. Um, he had close to 45 yards per punt. Um, and, and I was thinking, okay, well now, now this guy is just setting the tone, um, and just pretty much saying this is my spot uh the the weird part and and i'm glad it happened earlier but i'm it, it still kind of sucks was we had three fumbles slayton had a fumble uh booby had a fumble was this the one maybe i'm forgetting which game it was was this the one uh yeah at the end zone yeah this was one of the ones yeah he did it twice this year he did it against mississippi state and Ole miss yeah Something about playing in the state of Mississippi that just doesn't Man. agree with Booby. So yeah. uh, no more of that. Yeah. But <laughs> it was funny to see at the end of the uh, at the end of the season in the bowl game, Booby, as he's like running across the goal line, puts Two both hands, hands on the, on the line. <laughs> yep. No, oh, that was so good. Yeah. Um, so at least he learned that. Um, but still, like he still should have scored that. Um but thankfully, Schwartz was right there to recover the fumble and get get a touchdown out of it. But it should have been Booby's touchdown. <laughs> um, we also uh, had some really good um, – I felt like we started to get some passing a little bit going, um, though we didn't really need to use it a whole bunch. Um, in total, we only had 13 passes. Um, Seth Williams, again, kind of teetering around like two passes, but he had a long – of 62 yards um and that that was a man i'm just glad we're gonna have him back again next season um with all the other wide receivers um let's move on to the texas a&m game um this was another win um and i felt like at this point we were thinking all right if we win this game going into the amen corner we are going to have a seven win season. We're going to the bowl game for sure. Like this is going to happen. And I, I felt like the team rallied. They, they did a phenomenal job beating the number one or number 20 team, on um, Texas A&M. And I um, feel like and this was, this was make it or break it for Gus. Oh yes. So that was the biggest thing for me in this game. All the pressure from Tennessee, even though, you know, we'd beaten Ole Miss by almost double their score. The the pressure on Gus was at the highest it was all season mm-hmm. against Texas A and M. We yeah. delivered, which yeah. was nuts. And, and I mean, this team, I felt like never gave up. Like there wasn't a point in this game where I thought, "Oh man, like the, the team just doesn't have a fight." And there was a ton of adversity in this game. Um, and they, oh man, um, they they just kept it coming. Um. I was, well, the I was win glad. Probability was uh, what ninety two percent. Yeah, for Texas A and M. Yeah, with five minutes to go in the game, mm-hmm. we were down by ten points. Yep, 
and the odds were not in Auburn's favor. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you saw the team. I mean, this had to be one of the best comebacks that I've ever seen. Um, and that ranked being at the comeback. Um, uh, it's not, I'm not saying it's the best. <laughs> no, I'm definitely not saying it's the best yeah, by any means. But I was at the comeback. That was, that was the best, best Iron Ball maybe I've ever seen. Well, I, yeah, like I said, it's not the best, <laughs> but it ranks on up there for me. Okay. I'll I'll give you that. It was a uh, big one. We came from nothing. Yeah. Like, we were so done, and then we were just like, you know what? We're not going to lose this one. Yeah. And at this point, I mean, we were officially going to a bowl game, and uh, I felt like people were saying, all right, we're going to the Belt Bowl, or we're going to the Birmingham Bowl, and we're like, mm, meh. At least we're going to a bowl game. I think I was saying we're going to Birmingham Bowl after <laughs> this. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay, so Stidham, he started out phenomenal. I mean, I think he started out 7 of 8 um, with the touchdown. Uh, yeah, he just had a really good day. Um, and then that that just itself was really encouraging to me. Um, but he, before the first or the last two drives, which were the two huge, like, biggest drives that we needed, and we – it's like I felt like where the heck is our offense gone? Like we had a good start. He he was pushing the ball down the field, nothing in the middle, and then at the end, Stidham was like, "All right, two minute offense, let's go." And that's where we saw his comfortability with the two minute offense and how he works in rhythm. Um, and when we're not in rhythm, I feel like Stidham is just like antsy and trying to figure out what the heck is going on and gets his eyes down uh not down the field down at like the offensive lineman and defensive lineman running at his face um and i'm glad we had those two drives at the end and we needed them um still weird i mean this was one where even with the sacks if you take away all the sacks we only had 37 yards rushing yeah it was crazy uh 19 net (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah um and this was if you well with jimbo fisher being there i was thinking oh man like jimbo has got texas a&m back at it and uh they're they're gonna be a good team um i mean they were um and next year is gonna be just as hard hard of a game um something else that i do remember from this we ended up uh breaking the streak of the away team winning this matchup. Oh, that's true. And it was was bound to happen sooner or later, but I'm glad it finally did, and it fell where we beat Texas A&M at home. Yeah. Remember uh, the first touchdown from Auburn in this game? Uh, Maybe. Which one was that? 20-yard pass from Ryan Davis to Sal Canella. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was it. That was awesome. I uh I love Ryan Davis passing. Yeah. Those games. Any any time he got the ball and threw it, well he did it twice this year. Yeah. And uh gosh, exciting plays. Love yeah. those. Yeah. And that was right after Texas AM fumbled it. And for Gus to be so like we're just gonna chunk the ball. Like with Ryan Davis. <laughs> like yep. first play that caught me off guard and I'm sure caught almost everybody else off guard. Um, fun, fun play. Um, and we saw the athletic ability of Ryan Davis. Um, 
pretty awesome. Um, we also had Slayton. I mean, this was one of those, I felt like he had some redemption towards the end of the game. Um, he had some very clutch catches. Um, he even had like a intermediate type catch and then showed the Schwartz like speed, um, where he just like, like shot past the guy. Uh, that, that gave me a little hope. Like Slayton can come out of this just weird thing where he just drops balls. Um, he still, he still had a long pass that he dropped. Don't get me wrong. He wasn't completely perfect, but he was good. Uh, we also had, uh, I love this was our defense. Our defense turned the ball over and both of those turnovers, um, led to touchdowns by our offense. Uh, and I felt like our team needed it because we had had so many games um, that had been so lopsided on time of possession where our defense was out on the field so much. And yet our offense just couldn't get anything going. Like as much as they tried, I felt like it just couldn't get going, which meant defense had to get back out on the field. And this was almost refreshing that defense was still playing tough. I honestly thought this was a make or break game for them. Like either they're going to make all of the plays that they need to, or they're just going to crumble and let Texas A&M score 40 on us. And I, I'm so glad that it ended up being that they just attacked the ball and got turnovers. Um, because that's what sparked the offense both times leading to those touchdowns. Um, we did, however, I mean, we were thinking the, the rush defense was going to be good. Um, and yet somehow Texas A&M got over 200 yards. They added 201 yards of rushing defense or rushing offense. Um, it, it wasn't a stellar game for our defense, but they did enough um, to keep us in the game. Uh, anything else you want to talk about um, before we headed on into the amen quarter? Uh, defensively on this game, we did not do spectacular, but I feel like this is kind of a turning point on that as well. Uh, and as we see in between the amen corner, defense came to play. The uh, the whole group to allow you know 200 yards rushing from a Texas A&M team just should not have happened. But we won the game, so uh, Jimbo can eat it. Yeah, and it's uh, he's going to be a tough one to beat, but. Uh, hey, now, now that we've got, like, I think we've already discussed this, but I feel like there were certain points where our offense just wasn't on the same page. Um, and there were so many times that our offense would have issues where one person or two people wouldn't execute. And as the middle part of this game seemed like a lot of players were not executing. Uh, and then at the end, decided, hey, we're going to execute. We're going to do well um, to score points. And and thank goodness we did. Um, because we needed as much momentum heading into the amen corner as we <laughs> as we possibly ha- could get. Um, because yep. we knew number five Georgia was up ahead. Uh, and we had number one Alabama um, where everybody's talk was about Tua and how good he is and how good their offense is. Um, and it was just a uphill battle. Uh, so we headed on into Amen Corner, number five, Georgia, uh, in Athens. Uh, we, we didn't have a whole lot of high hopes about this game. Nope. Uh, what did you think of, of our 
or lost this against Georgia? Uh, not much. I I wish I could give you more, but the team at this point, I thought we hit a pinnacle when we beat Texas A&M. Uh, this was probably the least Bammer or least least Barner or whatever, most mm-hmm. Bammer maybe uh, that I'd been. I uh, I I was not looking forward to you know two of the last three games that we had had. If we could have just forfeited them, I felt like that would have been better. And that was a really bad place to be. So going into this game, I really wanted to be Georgia because, you know, we live here in Atlanta. Yeah. There's, you know, a lot of Georgia fans around. But did I expect it? No. Did we? Yeah. No. (laughs) We we actually played, you know, the first half, we played them very well. But then absolutely no adjustments and they adjusted. And uh, unfortunately in this game, you know, they didn't blow a, a lead against us. So... Just kind of fizzled out. Yeah. Yep. And uh, this was one I, I knew we would throw some trick plays in because we knew we just were not firing on all of our cylinders. Uh, so we ended up having three trick plays. This was one uh, where we saw the booby cat uh, actually throw a TD pass, which was awesome. Uh, and then we also had uh, Chandler Cox, uh, who handed the ball off to Whitlow, who flipped it to Ryan Davis uh when he he got hit when he was throwing it and it actually ended up quote it was either a fumble or like a lateral out of bounds either way and we're just like oh man like our trick plays <laughs> are just not working um the only one that ended up working was the booby cox cat kind of thing um which booby is much better of a passer than chandler cox will ever be yep um but we also had uh an awesome like flea flicker type play um, where I wish it had worked um, a little bit better, but you know, it's it's whatever. Like we, we tried it because we knew we had to. Um, And Sidham actually, this game came out hot. He started eight of eight. Um, And I was honestly a little shocked at, we didn't pass the ball as deep um, this game. Um, And that was something that I felt like we needed to do. Um, just to spread out the field. Uh, if we didn't, I was thinking Bama's going to crowd the line, going to stop our rush game, and I think we only rushed it about 20 times this game. Um, and the rest we had to throw the ball because there was no – we just weren't able to run it against Georgia. Yep. Um, this game, I mean, like I said, it's not it wasn't definitely wasn't one of the best for us, but – one of the golden nuggets that I that did come out of this was uh, Ryan Davis um, and him breaking um, the record of 165 receptions. Um, That's right. He already had the single season, but now he has the all-time Auburn re- uh, reception uh, leading uh, for Auburn. It's awesome. Uh, and another cool record, note about that next, in yeah. the next game, remind me to say something about it. Sure. Um, and another record that he broke in this was um, he and uh, Stidham, Ryan Davis and Stidham, um, combined uh, for the most passes and most that he like besides um, who was it Pat Sullivan and the legendary receiver uh, Terry Beasley. So that's pretty crazy in and of itself that both of them were able to connect so well um, over the past couple seasons um, to break that record. Um, 
the defense. This was when, oh my gosh, I was thinking, I don't blame you, defense, because <laughs> y'all are worn the heck out. Um, and they allowed 516 yards of Jordan's offense. <laughs> yeah, they were also oh, on the field man. for 38 minutes. Yeah, not not what we wanted. And when Auburn can't even put 300 yards on the field, uh, no wonder we just it was a sad game it was, it was. a sad game uh we also had again this was weird like we had another kickoff fumbled like this was weird like why are we fumbling at kickoff <laughs> um but you know it's just whatever um and then it was kind of funny uh, i remembered this was one of those uh we were thinking okay carlson all right give him a short field goal and one of the field goals that he was given was a really short field goal, but it was on one of the hashes. Um, and I'm pretty sure, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I mean, I have no facts to back this up, but I, I'm starting to think that we had a false start there that backed him up to get him a better angle for the kick. Hey, he made it. Um, uh, but I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's jump on into our Liberty game. This was, uh our blowout thank goodness it's been a long time shut out time coming first shutout since my freshman year of college yeah and uh that's been a long time not that we're old farts or anything but it's just been a long time alone up 2008 ul monroe first game of the season that season ended up not being very good (laughs) yeah one of the worst in the past you know 20 years but still for uh and I was at that game and I was at the Liberty game. Great atmosphere. Really excited to have shut out a team and beat them 53 to nothing. The one thing I wanted to say about Ryan Davis in this game, and I'll go ahead and get to it because I will forget, is <laughs> uh, my man Courtney Taylor got with Auburn and recorded a video congratulating Ryan Davis on taking the record from him and uh, had a nice little war eagle at the end of it. So I was really excited about that. Uh, Courtney Taylor's a legend, and to see kind of the changing of the guard there was really cool. Yeah, that is neat. Uh, something else to note about this game, which I always love to bring this up, and Ben, I know you do too. Uh, the last time that we had a shutout, we had Chris Todd at quarterback. <laughs> so good to always good old bring Chris back. Todd. Yeah, Chris Todd, baby. Oh yeah. Uh, Kyle's favorite player ever. Ever of Chris all time. Todd. Um. One of the odd stats that came from this game was, and I'm still kind of, it's weird, that we only had one of ten third downs that we converted. <laughs> what? What's the How? Wait. Hmm. Really? Yeah. I think so. That's weird. Yeah. Or maybe, huh. well, by the end of the game, it was two of twelve. But at one point, it was like one of ten. And I was like, what the heck's going on? <laughs> Why can't we convert right. on third downs against Liberty? A liberty. We still scored fifty three points. I know. Huh. It was like weird, weird turn events. I guess. I guess I don't know. I mean, yeah. we did go for it on fourth downs and got two of three of those. Um, so that there was just some weird stuff that happened. I this forgot game. about that. That's yeah. so pathetic. Yeah. Huh. Yep. Defense came out and played the lights out though. Absolutely. Yeah. Stopped uh, Liberty to one hundred and thirty four yards. Uh, 
it's been a long time. I don't know how long it's been since we've held a team to that little of offense. And uh, it felt good. Even though Liberty is absolutely trash, it felt good. Um, one thing that, that started coming up around this game uh, was Kevin Steele and the rumors of him leaving to potentially coach at a head coaching job somewhere. Um, it, maybe. I mean, I, I didn't really think so. Um because he had, at this point, just gotten a contract extension. And yet people were like, yep. hey, Kevin Steele's in the name or in talks of like being the head coach for this school. And he's like, I think Kevin Steele has figured out he's not as effective at head coach as he is at playing, at being a defensive coordinator. Well, I mean, he could still get the opportunity. But I want him to stay at Auburn as long as he will. Yeah. And we, I mean, you see how good our defenses, especially when they have some rest during the game, they, yeah. they do really well. But if you leave them out on the field for close to 40 minutes and a lot of games this season, you got, I mean, you leave any defense out there. You leave a top defense out there, even Clemson or Alabama's defense out there for that long, and they're going to struggle. They're going to just, melt they're they're not gonna be able to tackle guys they're not gonna have the energy to go out there and uh make the plays that they need to uh it was really neat because this was also one of this was a senior day um so we ended up playing all of our seniors um and that was of course really good to see each of the seniors getting out on the field um getting some play time uh but one that that played really well was dara williams um and this was on senior day had a pick six um and just glad that we got a pick six and uh this was actually the first pick six from a linebacker uh for Auburn in nine years. Wow. <laughs> uh it had been a, a long drought since we actually had one. Um Anders, he actually had a good game this game. He was three <laughs> or three. I know. I know. He actually had a good game. The way he you say that is just Yep. <laughs> Well, we know he has the potential to make we didn't, long field goals. We didn't give him the best opportunities this year. No, not at all. Um, but he ended up making three of three, and one of those was a 53-yarder. The other was a 49, and the third one was a 20-yarder. Um, and, man, good to see that happen. Um, and it was also good because that week, also Daniel Carlson uh, had a game winner for the Raiders. And note that Cody Parkey, who I know this past week had a doink off the the upright, but hey, that was tipped officially. It was tipped. Um, but Cody Parkey this past uh, during that that week in the NFL had three field goals, so it was a good game or a good week weekend for uh, the Auburn kickers. I mean, all except for Ian Shannon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He had an attempt. Yep. He had a thirty-five had- yarder, I think. Yeah, just 35. He, he missed it. Yep. Um, he had two extra points. We'll give him that. He yeah. scored two points. He he got on the board. Good job, Ian. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this was another one of those like weird numbers uh, and stats that came out from this game. Uh, not only did we have a block punt, but we had two kick returns, and one of them was from Chandler Cox for 18 yards, and one was from Spencer Nye for 13 yards. What? <laughs> Who would have thought that our fullbacks <laughs> were going to get some 
uh, returns for kicks. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Spencer Nye, the kick return guy. Yep. We're starting it up. Uh, we had some uh, some good stuff going on, but we knew Alabama was right around the corner, and uh, that was not going to be a fun game um, because, man, Alabama at this point was just rumbling. Um, I mean, there, there was just way too much that Alabama was doing that I just felt like Auburn wasn't doing, that I knew that it was so lopsided that if we stayed in this game and, I, like, we – still probably wouldn't have a chance because Alabama's <laughs> talent just an execution was way higher than Auburn's at this point in the season. Uh, and it was, I'm glad we, we played them and we actually put more points on them than Clemson put on or Alabama put all on Clemson. So yep. I don't know how that like makes us any better than Bama, but it <laughs> probably doesn't. But <laughs> uh, we did put out 21 points against them. Uh, what are you going to take away from the Iron Bowl of 2018? Uh, not not a ton. I mean, once again, this was a game where it was going to be very difficult. We knew that we were up against one of the better teams Nick Saban's ever had, even though they would go on to lose to Clemson. Uh, mm-hmm. What, 44 to 16? Yeah. But we didn't know that at this time. No. And so we were making fun of them because of the game that they had had the previous week where who had they played some pathetic little was it like Furman or something? Uh I'll see. have to I'm have to go look at that. it. Yeah, it was the Citadel. The Citadel, that's what it was. Yeah. Where <laughs> the Citadel they were either tied I think or, they were tied. Yeah, tied yeah. 10 to 10 at half. Yeah. And I remember uh <laughs> being in Mike and Ed's uh, in Auburn and watching that first half of that game and laughing and being yeah. like, haha, Alabama's yeah. looking forward. And then I was like, uh oh, Alabama's looking forward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, Ryan Davis, his passing in this game, another touchdown, another mm-hmm. 100% QBR. That is my biggest takeaway. Yeah. Is when he's in the NFL, I hope they give him uh, the chance for a couple trick plays where he can just you <laughs> that know, would be awesome chuck a ball down the field and score a touchdown without catching it that would be so incredible um yeah i mean this game even from the start i just had a bad feeling about it i think we had five really bad penalties to start the game it was just like late hit out of bounds like things that shouldn't have happened and just put us in already a huge amount of deficit that it was going to be hard for us to come back from. Um, And then even, okay, so this was also the game. Early in the game, I remembered seeing this play with Shivers scoring on this long TD run or touchdown run. Like, I was just like, oh, please. And then you see the flag and you're like, you see this right now? Oh, (sighs) yeah. Like, size. Like, everybody. That was was a questionable call, "Mm." too. Yeah, very questionable. And yet, I think there were no holding calls on Alabama the whole game. Maybe I'm wrong, I but surprised. I don't think. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm going to say you're right. right. Yeah. I'm not even looking at the stats, and I'm going to say you're 100% right. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was, I mean, I feel like if we had had that, it would have given the team just a little bit extra, like, mojo. Like, we can for sure stay in this for the whole 60 minutes of the game. It just, I don't know. It was tough. Um. I mean, even at half, like, 
Okay, do you remember it was 14 to 17 and Auburn has the ball and I felt like we had a few passes to get down the field and like we could have easily done something like that, but yet we didn't. Like do you oh, remember yeah. that like frustrating you? Like I know oh, it frustrated me. Oh my gosh, me. yeah. When Gus just gave up at half. Yeah, yeah, it was like, all right, let's run the ball, run at the least, ball, run the ball, run the ball. At least it, what do we have like we had all of our timeouts and like a minute and a half left or something like that. Yep. It was uh yeah, a couple minutes left. Jarrett Stedham plays his best ball when we just do the two minute offense. Yeah. And what do we do? Go into halftime. Mm-hmm. Yep. We were playing not to lose instead of playing yep. to win. Yep. That's when you I mean That's when you tell your offensive coordinator go join Les Miles. Yeah. <laughs> and uh pretty soon after that, that's what happened. Uh um, best thing. Oh man. Um uh, and coming I mean, okay, so you had the first half, we were only down by three. And then in the third quarter, Auburn comes out flat. We had a punt. We had a turnover on downs. Uh, and, like, we just didn't have anything going for us. And yet, Bama was just putting up points. And they had three touchdowns, and they were long passes um, in the third quarter. And that just, like, dagger right to the right to the heart. Um, uh, Darius Slayton had a long pass, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Was in the that, third quarter. Uh, I think that was like at the end. Um, yeah, the yeah. end of the third quarter. End of the third quarter, uh, 52 yards. Gave us a little bit more life. We were only down by 10 at that point. Yeah. And then uh, then it was just Tua. Yep, yep. Uh, and that was even with like a somewhat injured Tua. Um, and man, uh, like thinking back to like if we had gotten the Tua that played Pumps against yeah that that <laughs> to a, or even i mean yeah that would have been great man the non-mobile tuba mm, that would have been great mm, too bad that we didn't get to see that tua or the tua that played in the sec championship that had to come out halfway through the game because he was playing so poorly true um if we had gotten either one of those it could have potentially been a close game um but it just didn't turn out to be that way well, the last touchdown Alabama scored was by Jalen, so I guess we can't really say too much. Yeah. Still. Next year. Yep. Uh, so this game, uh, we we needed to have something to hold on to, and what I hold on to is Bama was definitely better than us this year, and there's no question, I feel like in anybody's mind, that I mean, as much as we wanted to win this game, it just probably wasn't going to happen, especially in Brian Denny. Um, but hey, we made it out and uh, we survived to live another day. Uh, and then we <laughs> took a month off. We got officially placed uh, in the Music City Bowl. And uh, then we played Purdue. And this was, and we're not going to go into too much detail, but this was one of the most fun games to watch, especially Absolutely. the first half. Uh, the most points in one half ever scored in any bowl game. That is incredible. Um, with 56 and that, uh, and we did it in all sorts of ways. We did it in a pick six. <laughs> we did it with running. We did it with passing. We did it with everything. Um, and, and I felt like we just took this game right out of Purdue's hands within even like a couple minutes of the game, um, getting started. 
Yeah, basically the Gus bus, the wheels fell off at Tennessee, but by the time we got to the Music City Bowl, they took that thing to pimp my ride in Nashville and just <laughs> got it ready to go, man. Yeah, and this was also Gus's first game calling plays because Chip had left and Gus had officially uh, hired Dillingham, uh, Mr. Dilly Dilly. Dilly Dilly. And Dilly Dilly isn't calling plays. He's coaching quarterbacks. Um I'm sure he's going to be somewhat in the planning of what goes on with the offense, but it's going to be Gus and Gus is going to be the guy. And I feel like the team and the fan base needed to see Gus can still call plays and how quickly we scored touchdowns and how effectively we scored touchdowns. What was it like how many, I'm going to go back and look at this. Touchdown, 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 <laughs> touchdown, touchdown. I think it was seven touchdowns. Yeah, at this point, seven touchdowns. And then we also had the interception touchdown. So you have seven times you get the ball in the first half, or actually eight if you include the last one where we just need the ball. But then we score touchdowns on all of them. And I was thinking, wow, this is a breath of fresh air. Uh, what have like, where has this been? I mean, I know Purdue isn't the best team, but Hey, they beat Ohio state and they, they have some good talent if they can beat Ohio state. Like where, where's this team been? I, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, this is them. This is the team I knew all season. Mm-hmm. Finally, we put together a complete game. Yep. So this was a fun one. Um, glad we won this one and, uh, got out, uh, with an eight and five season and uh, not the best season that we were hoping for, but, I mean, it, it's what it is. And uh, it could have easily gone to be a 6-6 six and six season and potentially turning into a 6-7 and seven season. And, man, that would just look so bad. And I feel like if we had had a 6-7 and seven season, there would have been probably some major coaching changes besides just our offensive coordinator leaving. It would have been Gus gets fired. Because a losing season when you have this much talent is just unacceptable. Uh, any other takeaways from the season and what um, the season ended up to be? Uh, we had a lot of hope. It could have been excellent. It came out okay, and we finished off great. So I'll take that and the great finish going into the, the postseason and then the preseason of next year and get excited again. Yep. And uh, we need that. Like, we, we've we needed a good bowl win. Because the last one we had was against uh, Memphis. And even that one, it, we... Birmingham it, Bowl. It was Birmingham Bowl. So, like, a win there is not going to do you too well. Like, it's just not... It's whatever. Like, nobody cares about it besides Auburn fans and whoever the other team is. Um, so, I mean, I'm glad this this ended up to be such a successful win. And I feel like if we had kept the pedal to the metal, I feel like we could have scored like 80 points on Purdue. Oh yeah. (laughs) Like that's how effective our offense was going. I mean, we honestly should have scored 70 if Joey Gatewood had just gotten in. He did get in. Um, (laughs) Reps are liars. (laughs) They lie. Um, Yeah. But I enjoyed the season, even though the ups and downs, I mean, that's just part of being an Auburn fan and the, uh, I keep bringing back the Clint meme of just like pounding your your hand on your chest because you just 
can't believe what just happened. Um, and yes, it's always great to be an Auburn Tiger because this is the, I mean, sure, it's not the best of seasons, but hey, we had this great Purdue win to finally put the cherry on top of a of a season and see what this team is all about. And then, like we discussed, uh, that this team has so many people that could have easily gone to the NFL. NFL-type talent, first and second rounders for some of them, and yet are coming back. Uh, showing that this next season, the momentum, and just what the the players themselves are feeling can be something very special for the next season. Yeah, and that's honestly the most incredible part. You know, Clemson last year had a lot of their starters return because they wanted to have a championship. I feel like Auburn's doing that this year. True. And it's gearing us up, man. Yep. 2019, look out. Yep, it's gearing us up for the off season and uh, more or less the doldrums of not being able to watch football. I mean, we'll be able to see some NFL, but it's just not the same as college football. Basketball. We do have basketball, so that'll hold us over. And uh, before we know it, the 200-plus days until uh, Auburn kicks off against Oregon, it's hopefully going to go by very quickly. And before you know it, we're going to be there, and uh, we're going to be talking about all of the fun that is going to be the 2019 season and uh, who's going to be the quarterback, who's going to uh, get the majority of the rushes this season. What what's going to happen? Because there's a lot of exciting things, big question marks um, that I feel like can be some really fun things to talk about for the next season. For sure. Uh, ben, before we go, do you want to give your social media to the, everybody so they can stay in touch with you? Yeah, you guys can find me anywhere on social media at B-E-N-K-1-N-G. And you can find me on Twitter as well at A-J-A-Y-J-A-Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?